podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Inside Try Show with Helen Murray. This is the podcast that takes a deeper look at the sport with in-depth interviews and special episodes to keep you entertained and inspired while you're training. All right, and whenever you're ready. Hello and welcome to episode 172 of the Inside Try Show, sponsored by Form Swim, smart swim goggles with real-time metrics as you swim. I'm Helen Murray and each week on the Inside Try Show, I bring you awesome interviews from triathlon and beyond. If you heard last week's show, episode 171, you will have got to meet Lucy Byram, a young British middle slash long distance specialist and sticking with getting to know some of the incredible talent that we have in the UK. This week's guest is Kate Woff, the world under 23 triathlon champion. I I actually bumped into Kate on a train heading to Girona in February of 2022. So it's taken a little bit of time to fix up an interview, but we got there. You see, patience is key in this game and patience is also very key when you are getting back into things after having a baby. And I was so pleased to hear Natalie say or Natalie message. I was so pleased to read Natalie's message saying, I finally got back on my bike in the outdoors for a little pedal for the first time since having my baby. And it felt wonderful. Natalie, good on you. This is what we like to hear. David, you've been park running. You said it was cold and muddy and on a course that you couldn't get lost. And I think it was just loops of loops, loops and more loops. Simon, you said I haven't been up to anything. I have a cold from hell and it is kicking my butt. John, you said I did a nice rare Friday evening swim. Good work, John. I must admit, I I just, I I rule out Friday evening uh, exercise training. No, Friday evening is get home from work. I am done. Anyway, you did a rare Friday evening swim, a 12k run on Saturday and a Zwift on Sunday mixed with DIY and child wrangling. (sighs) Yeah. And John, I'm really pleased actually that you enjoyed the International Women's Day episode and meeting the Fab Five inside Tri-Show listeners who are going to be taking on the Rock Wales in September. You said that you loved hearing from Beth and I think we have all been inspired by her for sure. Now, this week's episode has been sponsored by Form Swim to help keep you motivated as you swim. And you know what? I am such an honest kind of person that you need an honest kind of update from me. So I've worn the Form Swim goggles for the last six months, apart from the sea swims in Australia, because my brother pointed out oh yeah, I've lost a few pairs of goggles swimming in the sea here. A lot of chop going on. So I was like, oh, well, I'm definitely, definitely not wearing the uh, form swim goggles for that. But aside from that, I have worn them, yeah, for six months and they are on for every swim. I love them. I love how motivated they have made me feel with my swimming over the past six months, especially because I swim a lot on my own. I love that I can just build my swim workouts in the app on a Sunday and then I pretty much just start swimming when I get to the pool during the week. All of that, right? But there's me saying keep you motivated as you swim and today I was not motivated (laughs) for my swim. I was fine getting out of bed, I was fine going to the gym, I was fine getting in the pool and then you know when you do that first length and you're just like oh this feels terrible. Sometimes it gets better, this morning it really did not get better and I 
I don't know exactly why. I don't know if I needed the toilet. I I, li- I do not know. But after a thousand meters, I just hit stop. <laughs> I took off my form swim goggles. I did a few lengths just to swim for swimming's sake, so not keeping any track. No, no effort. And then I called it a day and I got out. <laughs> so there you go. Now, I am hoping that tomorrow is another day and that I'm going to be feeling better for the swim when I get in that water. And I'm hoping that I'm going to feel ready to nail. It's a 3K endurance swim that I've got. So, yeah, it is there. It's ready. It's waiting for me in the in the goggles. So get those fingers crossed. Anyway, for a 15% discount... They are amazing. Head over to formswim.com forward slash pages forward slash inside try show. There are links in the show notes. I know definitely someone recently has got a pair. They seem very, very pleased with them. So yeah, links are in the show notes. Formswim.com forward slash pages forward slash inside try show. And then the membership gives you access to over a thousand guided workouts. There's loads in there. Training plans as well. And that custom workout builder that I mentioned. Time for this week's interview. Kate Woff was crowned World Under 23 Triathlon Champion in 2022. It was the culmination of years of hard work. She did her first triathlon at the age of seven or eight, and she's been racing internationally since she was a youngster. She became European Junior Champion in 2017. She was runner-up world junior champion behind Taylor Nib that same year. She was based in Leeds for university, but she made a switch to Paolo Sousa's international squad, had him on the podcast recently, for the 2023 season. Kate Woff, welcome to the Inside Tri Show. Kate, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> oh, thank you. And you're out in Portugal at the moment? Yes, beautiful sunny Portugal. Uh very much enjoying it. <laughs> Trying not to rub it in the face of my friends and family back home, but yeah. <laughs> and hey, I know people might just look at, for example, almost like a little resume of your results. Okay. And you've had some really good results since, say, probably as a, as a real, real youngster, but really like 2014, 15 and then onwards, right? And people might think, oh my God, it's just one way, this like upwards trajectory. But I guess that doesn't tell the whole the whole picture at all. Yeah, I mean, uh, absolutely not. Uh, it's definitely been a bumpy ride, uh, as they say. Uh, people often use that graph of the squiggly lines and not all going um, kind of in one trajectory and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm uh, in a new place right now and really enjoying it. But yeah, in terms of the results you see on paper, I'm very like happy and proud of myself for those results. But yeah, there's a lot of often been kind of a lot of trouble going into racing and all that comes with being a, a triathlete and a professional athlete, I guess. So yeah. <laughs> and was it right? Were it- did you start riding your bike like with your dad and your granddad before you got into triathlon or did riding your bike with your dad and your granddad come after getting into triathlon? Uh, I'd always done it as um, a little kid. Uh, we used to go on family holidays to France, like camping in a caravan and we'd take the bikes with us and I'd always be kind of racing my older sister um, up ahead of me from like, literally as young as four years old my mum has videos of me like pedaling really fast trying to keep up with my sister who is a bit older than me at the time so 
yeah it's like it's always been something I've done I've kind of always done all three sports just not with the aim of doing triathlon you know my parents aren't trying to make me like a prodigy child or anything it's just it just kind of happened and because I kind of did all three uh, at such a young age I did my first triathlon when I was about seven or eight years old and uh yeah I loved it and I've kind of done it ever since (laughs) wow so when you were six years old or you know just just turned seven like before you did that first try did you want to be an Olympic gymnast at at some point Uh, I was doing gymnastics um competitively at a very young age um I definitely didn't want to be an Olympic gymnast I absolutely hated it (laughs) it really wasn't for me um we did we it was very intensive training and uh, I am grateful that I did that because I do believe that gymnastics is like um, an incredible sport for building kind of all around like muscular endurance and flexibility. And I'm so grateful for those years that I did um, do gymnastics. But yeah, I'm also grateful for the fact that I no longer do it as well. <laughs> <laughs> I remember um, gymnastics like I was I was never I really wasn't good at it but I just remember seeing some of the older girls and you really wouldn't get away with it now but the coaches would literally sit on them when they were doing like straddle legs to try to I guess oh yeah did they do that to you oh yeah like I I I don't even think I should um like say some of the stuff that happened there was there was well put it this way there was a red kit and they'd pull across um where the parents would all sit pull across in front of them so they couldn't see what was going on so I don't know I feel like that says enough really yeah no I, I just remember like what is she doing yeah eight-year-old <laughs> I just remember they would do this and I'm like oh my god just I guess just building up that I mean it really mm-hmm. was just like staying in that position building up oh, flexibility anyway enough gymnastics um... yeah so it's pretty much trauma <laughs> do you still do you still do bits of like the flexibility the yoga now is that still part of what you do do you know I was not actually never um naturally very flexible mm-hmm. um I think I was very strong as a kid but like the flexibility I actually really struggled with um so that's probably why I found like those stretching things very traumatic uh, but yeah I mean I tried to like keep on top of like a certain level of flexibility just mm-hmm. um just because I don't want you know any uh injury risk or anything touch wood so but I definitely still I think carry some uh um strength right from uh gymnastics I can still like hold handstands for a long time for a long (laughs) periods of time and I just kind of mess around sometimes in the gym and get told off for messing around (laughs) but (laughs) I still like to think I've still got it (laughs) 10 years later (laughs) You'll be you'll be doing handstand competitions like in your sixties, Kate. Yeah, <laughs> I like to think so. I think that's why I still do it. I'm like, I want to hold on to this. Yes, yeah, and you know, being able to do like a bridge and everything like that. Oh, I'm not. I haven't attempted that in a long time. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to attempt that. <laughs> Maybe post triathlon. Yes, post triathlon. <laughs> don't 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 let me give you any ideas. Um. So right, when you did when you did do your first try at sort of seven eight did you just was that it Kate did you just love it I did I did absolutely love it I was always such a competitive kid and I kind of loved how I could race across three disciplines um I guess I kind of 
I mean, I to an extent still do. So it's like three individual races, with, try and beat everyone in the pool, and then blast it on the bike, and then just probably usually start walking on the run because I was a bit exhausted. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I really did um, love it as a kid, and I um, had a really good like community group of friends that I went to school with some of them as well, and we as kids like from the age of like eight to 13 we'd all do these like local triathlons in the northeast so it was pretty fun and yeah I was part of like the northeast um triathlon squad and stuff as well so like from an early age I've kind of felt like part of a community and the community uh, has just grown I guess um as I've got older yeah it's kind of like now an international community <laughs> yeah yeah I guess something like that <laughs> And you and that you always then had that kind of competitive spirit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess I can speak for all kind of athletes from that sense that you have to have that fire inside of you and that competitiveness that um, I think I've got better over the years at like controlling that in training because I don't think it's um, uh, I don't think it works to always be so competitive in training. And I try and hold that in for racing now and I'm getting the hang of it more and more as I get older (laughs) and what was it what were your teenage years like because obviously you showed potential pretty early on so and you're a clever cookie so I guess it must have been pretty full-on yeah it it was really full-on and uh, I had to be extremely disciplined with my time Um, I was lucky that my school were pretty supportive um, of me doing triathlon um and kind of would give me some leeway with homework sometimes and uh sometimes I'd be late because I'd be rushing in from swimming and they were a pretty lenient t- towards me to be fair and I was really really grateful for that um I still um wanted to be like a teenager when I was growing up as well just like a normal teenager and my mum always really encouraged me to kind of go to some party obviously not all of them uh, but like you know go to the occasional party and just like be a 16 17 year old and be with my friends and I really like I don't regret any of that I don't regret like um having much more of a balance back then because I think it's so important and I think it also gave um gave me the ability to kind of build a lot when I kind of went to university and um even like after university like I just feel like I could have quite easily burnt out as a young kid but I I did very much have that balance as well so I had to be very disciplined I did miss like a lot um I used to see my friends going kind of out every weekend but like yeah I, I still wanted to kind of keep that um normal I guess 16 year old girl in me as well yeah and how, how difficult is that period you know when you are let I mean 16 is probably a good example because you're probably mm-hmm. thinking almost along the lines of like right well I think I can be one of the best triathletes in the world or maybe maybe we need to go to 18 I I don't know but you do then have yeah all of those different things pulling you in in different directions Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely I think uh when I was 17 especially I was starting to think okay I think I think I could be quite good at this you know like I'd done a couple of international races and absolutely loved it um but then like everyone's 18th birthday started coming around and I was like oh god I really want to go to them as well and I think it's just about kind of keeping the balance between um knowing that you're in it for the long run I guess and um yeah just like 
being a kid you know it's like I don't regret anything that like I did like as a kid like going out with my friends and being an 18 year old and celebrating that and going on nights out um but yeah I think it's definitely given me the ability to like um knuckle down a bit now and just have a bit more of that balance and I still have my friends back home which I can catch up around Christmas and stuff which I think is really important um it just helps me keep that balance yeah I mean don't get me wrong it's very difficult but yeah I think um I'm really grateful to my parents because they really encouraged me to actually keep that balance as a kid yeah and how now you know when you don't necessarily have the uh 18th parties or I, I just like whatever those other things going on now when this is your job and you're you know you're on funding and all that kind of thing how now do you find that balance and that time time out a little bit I think I guess um everyone just kind of calms down a bit <laughs> after university and you know, I've got um, my group of friends from Newcastle who've all kind of gone into jobs now and you kind of get to an age where I guess you do have to calm down a bit and just kind of get into your job and like, okay, we're in the real world now, you know, and um, yeah, it's definitely, I'm kind of like, okay, well, if I'm not doing this, I would just be doing kind of a, a job back home. So sometimes it's easier to see triathlon as just a job because then it just helps me okay I'm tired but you just need to get it done you know and it does help sometimes when maybe motivation is low you're like okay just just get through it you know you don't have to be like a hero today or whatever just you know um so yeah I think with age it's definitely when I see like my friends in jobs like I said it just helps me kind of yeah feel settled where I am and <laughs> yeah and uh, I mean how, how long had you been in Leeds for because obviously you went there for a psychology degree for university yeah it's it's been nearly five years five, five years yeah because I um I started university a year later I took a year out of studying um I was a bit done with school <laughs> after I finished my a-levels so yeah I, I was in Leeds for a period of time just training and then I took up a degree um and then yeah spent the last few years uh bar COVID obviously for a few months um I yeah I've been in Leeds so I'd spent a good five years there yeah you don't hear correct me if I'm wrong you don't hear that many people taking that year out basically to to get to triathlon train for the year yeah that's pretty yeah. unique <laughs> I think um I did the uh I, it was 2017 and I'd done European juniors where I'd won that year and then Rotterdam World Championships and I'd found it like pretty intense like I remember for European juniors I literally had to get my English A-level exam moved to an earlier hour just so I could make a flight to Europeans and I literally raced the next day and then was back in an exam hall two days later so it was very like intense and stressful period and I was just a bit done <laughs> so I was like okay I don't want to put triathlon aside I would rather just put my studies aside and just kind of catch up with myself um I ended up catching my, up with myself by getting glandular fever for the year but <laughs> uh yeah I mean uh it was was what it was and then I started my degree in the September of 2018 
but it's it's I think that's that is a really mature decision though to have made and gone you know what I just, I need that break I had yeah I think that's really mature yeah I think people are often encouraged to kind of walk straight into a degree after a level so I think yeah for me it just didn't feel right at the time and uh yeah I just spoke a lot with my parents who are super supportive and yeah they just kind of encouraged me to not kind of follow the conveyor belt of like what everyone else does so yeah Kate I uh, sometimes I I hate the word but actually I think it would be quite interesting to pick your brains about it and maybe we could find a different word than pressure but I mean that's where we're going but (laughs) you know because you're just saying then even even in the middle of your A-levels and doing like becoming European junior champion in 2017 have you felt any of that expectation let's go with that expectation uh to be honest I think um I didn't really have time to worry about pressure or expectation at that age I was more worried I would literally go from training to studying training to studying I hadn't really thought about I remember getting to Kitsball and thinking I have no idea how this race is going to go because I feel completely exhausted (laughs) right now but I I think it did like actually take the pressure off myself because I was like right I'm here I'm just going to race as hard as I can the result will be what the result will be but I'm just kind of proud of myself for getting here after kind of literally being in an example less than 24 hours ago so I think like I didn't feel a lot of like pressure or expectation and I think uh, my parents have also been pretty good at like never really putting any expectation on me um, and world juniors in 2017 was like a real shock to me I didn't expect to be kind of anywhere near the podium I'd been ill the whole week leading into it so I kind of like I said before like just race as hard as I can and got a good result like and I think it's only been in the last couple of years that I've started to feel like a bit more pressure around races and it's definitely been like something I found a bit more difficult to like deal with and control but I've also found if I let that like overwhelm me I just race like rubbish anyway so (laughs) I'm like I may as well just not worry about that and just concentrate on putting a good triathlon together you know (laughs) and do you do you think that 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 little bit of extra pressure do you think that's from you or do you think you know with being on like the world-class program and all that kind of stuff does it just is it part of the territory yeah I guess it is and you want to prove constantly that like you're worth the investment and um you're worth your coach's time and effort and you're worth like British triathlon's time and effort and you want to make your parents proud and you want to do yourself proud and but I think if you let that all build up inside you like it's it never usually ends well like I think ultimately you have to be you have to turn up for yourself and know that you're just in it it's your life you know like you just gotta enjoy what you do and go for it and result will be what the result will be and in a couple of years you can laugh about how rubbish a result was or you know like it's yeah it's not that deep (laughs) yeah do you get nervous much or I mean has that like level of nerves changed at all I think actually for the first time worlds in last November um, it was the first time I really felt like I was racing to win and I think I realized that it's a very different type of racing than just racing to compete in a race Um, I think it just takes 
I don't know, it's hard to describe. It just takes a different style of thinking. I, I knew that I had to execute the race in a certain way. Like I knew I had to have a breakaway on the bike to win because I just knew that the, there were girls running better than me. And that really did make me feel really nervous because I was like, I have a plan. If I don't execute it, I'll come third. If I execute it, I'll win. You know, like I, I kind of knew how it was going to play out. So I found that really nervous and I was probably a pain in the ass to Max all week. <laughs> I think he could probably compare. Because <laughs> um, I, I, it was the first time I really like couldn't sleep at night. I didn't sleep before the race. It was a really early start as well. And I was like, oh God, like, this isn't worth it. Like, oh my God, I'm getting so nervous. I can't sleep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've also done races in the past where I haven't slept the night before and raced well. So I just kind of kept trying to tell myself that I'd be fine. And luckily the race did pan out the way I wanted it to. Uh, it yeah. Well, well done a 23 champion. <laughs> yeah, I definitely was a bundle of knitters though before that race, I will admit. <laughs> oh. And have you have you raced since then? No, I haven't raced. No, mm. I've had um, off season, which was December time, and then just been building back into racing, uh, into training even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Kate, what was behind the decision to move from Leeds to a new coach? You can tell us about uh, which currently uh, on camp in Portugal. Yeah, so I moved to uh, Montegordo in Portugal uh, mid-January to Paulo Sousa's triathlon squad, um, which I'm really enjoying. Uh, I'd been in Leeds for about five years. And um, for the past, to be honest, for the past couple of years, I've been like, oh, I, I kind of want to change. Like, I'm just ready for something new. I've been in the UK my whole life training and I was just a bit bored of it. I just, I wanted something new to stimulate me and just train in some better weather. I was a bit fed up of getting all the abuse from drivers in the UK. And yeah, the opportunity came up and I just kind of went for it. It just seemed like a good time as well, transitioning from under 23 to senior. I don't feel like a lot of expectation going into my first year as a senior. So Paulo kind of opened up an opportunity and yeah, just took it. <laughs> And how are you finding the the squad environment there? Because it, it's pretty different to the lead setup, isn't it? Yeah, it's really different because you're uh, in comparison to Leeds, where you're kind of training with um, university athletes and also um, a very good professional senior group. Um, this is kind of all like professional athletes who are all living abroad um, and kind of all living kind of away from home and stuff. So I think from that perspective, it kind of um, creates a like camaraderie between like all the athletes because we're all kind of living away from home. And so we do have a good community here. Um, the girls have been like really welcoming and the guys who are here um, have been really welcoming and it's just been good to kind of get on with training and everyone trains well together. And um, I like how we can just kind of put the session aside and just, chat on our cool downs and stuff and you know like I think Paulo is very good at creating a non-competitive environment in in the squad as well which I think is really important um, because we do do like all our sessions together and obviously we race against each other as well so I think it's really important but yeah so far I'm really enjoying it. 
it, it's really good to hear that you are enjoying it and you know taking that taking that step away from Leeds it it must have been quite a a really big decision to to make knowing that you know you're leaving what people may regard as one of the best setups in the world yeah and it is in for some people I think it is like the best kind of setup in the world people can have their home environment but they can also train in a really professional environment and you're constantly surrounded by like um amazing athletes uh to say the least so yeah it's a it's a really good environment I just think I was uh, I was just really ready for change um I think I could have been surrounded by like all the talent in the world I just I just needed a change I think mm. um yeah I just yeah I was just ready for something new and ready to train in some nicer weather <laughs> uh yeah uh it was it was a big move I had to pack up my flat and move away from uh home I my home was only 90 minutes away so it was nice having like my parents and my dog just up the road so that's been like a big change but um yeah I mean I'm really happy with the decision I made so yeah (laughs) and Kate are are you aiming for Paris 2024 the Olympics would that be like the the aim the goal the dream yeah I mean it would be it would be the dream uh I think I've got my work cut out for me with the Brit women at the moment. I think it's going to be super competitive, but yeah, I mean, I'd love to kind of see myself as um, only getting better from this point and only getting stronger. So yeah, Paris is certainly kind of um, in my mind, but um, also it wouldn't be the be all and end all. I think, I like to think I've got a few more Olympic cycles ahead of me. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I'm not a patient person, so I'm not just going to wait and sit and twiddle my fingers until LA. I'm going to go for it now. So yeah, um, the women at the moment are super strong and uh, I think it's going to be really tough, but I'm not counting myself out yet. Right. This is an interesting one, actually. Now that you are away from where... I guess a good chunk of of the potential British uh, representatives, like, are that that's that's a bit different too, actually, isn't it? Yeah, it's um it's very different training, um, with like different countries because mm. I'm used to kind of just British culture and Britishness, uh, and I'm training with kind of Europeans who, uh. I just feel like like the Spanish and the French is very straight to the point, but I quite like it, you know, it just, there's no bullshit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I do like that. And um, it's just cool to kind of, even just in conversation while you're training, just get to know like the different backgrounds of people. And yeah, it's, it makes it pretty interesting. And I have the opportunity to learn many languages. This is true. And how, how... <laughs> well, well, see, how many can Max speak? This is your this is your boyfriend, um, Max Stapley. Yeah. How how many can he speak? Uh, he can speak three languages, <laughs> which I'm very like jealous of. You can just switch from Spanish to French to English, and people tell me he's very good at all three as well, which infuriates me. <laughs> he he was brought up bilingual, though, wasn't he? So he was, he was. 
So, so basically, and he's cheating, Kate. He is. He's cheated the system. <laughs> he doesn't have to sit for hours on Duolingo like me. <laughs> what are you learning on Duolingo? Um, French at the moment. I started okay. with French. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then maybe in a couple of years, I'll start Spanish. And then, and then maybe a couple of years later, something else, but... <laughs> Portuguese, maybe, for uh, Portugal. Does your... Um... Yeah, that probably would be a good start. Does your competitive spirit come out with Duolingo? Anyone who does Duolingo will know it's very addictive because you don't want to break your streak. Do you, does the competitiveness come out in that? There have been times I've literally woken up at 11.30 and gone, oh, my Duolingo streak. <laughs> I have to do 10 minutes of Duolingo and Max can just hear the ding ding of like me onto the next exercise um yeah yeah for sure it comes out and <laughs> I think uh, it as well it infuriates me that I'm not better than I am yeah I'm actually and, pretty rubbish at French <laughs> and as well when you've got the um like the league table in Duolingo anyone who doesn't use Duolingo is going to be thinking what the heck but basically uh, every week there's like a, a league table and the more you do clearly the higher up that table you're going to be does it infuriate you Kate if you're anywhere near the uh, demotion zone yeah I did get demoted the other <laughs> week actually I'm very upset <laughs> yeah it's a work in progress <laughs> you know when um, talking of languages and travel and all that kind of stuff actually you have especially since covid let's go with since covid like i mean heck you literally are all over the place kind of traveling the world do you sometimes think this is the dream or not really because you don't actually get to see some of those places uh i yeah i definitely think this is the dream for sure like when you kind of go out for like maybe a post-ride spin or like pre-race you're there in a different country for a couple of days and you just kind of get to experience the culture and the country like of course you're there to do a race and you don't get to see as much as people might think um you don't get to see like the big maybe tourist attractions or um do or see quite as much as you'd want to but yeah for sure like I'm so lucky to be able to see all these different places yeah (laughs) and if you if you weren't doing triathlon you did a psychology degree would you do you think you would be using that do you think you would have gone down that route maybe I get asked this a lot and I honestly I don't know if I would I don't know if universities just like made me hate psychology a bit uh yeah I think that's a really tough question and maybe you should ask me like towards the end of my career if I'm any further along with okay (laughs) I'm not really sure at the moment I'm just kind of all in with triathlon and then yeah I'll see where I'm at after that I guess when was the moment that you're thinking right yep I can be good at this and I want to dedicate myself to this as in triathlon yeah definitely after like winning European juniors Mm. I feel like um kind of uh flicked a switch in me just to be like okay this is cool like I really want to do this more like I think as well because it was in such a beautiful part of the world it was in kids school and I was like wow like I want to see more of the world I want to you know race well I want to race at the front of races and yeah so it definitely gave me like that drive to kind of train full-time over the summer into the world juniors and uh yeah it paid off 
for that. So I was like, okay, if I work hard, get good results. This is cool. <laughs> and at that point, who who did you like really look up to? Who did who did you think I want to be like them? Obviously, I want to be Kate, but that's who I want to be like. Oh, tough question. I think I always I always looked up to like a lot of the track athletes because I I watched like so much of that mm-hmm. as a kid. Um like seeing like Jessica Ennis Hill like dominate heptathlon like I kind of I feel like I was at an age where I really watched her career and like for me like as a kid she was always someone like I guess maybe doing multi-sport as well like um yeah I mean multi-discipline and track but yeah I really looked up to people like her and then obviously the Brit girls were dominating at the time in triathlon as well like you have the likes of Vicky Holland and Non Stanford um and then Alistair and Johnny Brownlee as well so I think um I was at an age where the Britain were really dominating and I thought it was really cool and I was really inspired so um probably multiple sources but I remember as a kid definitely Jessica Ennis Hill was like oh my gosh I was like super sorry I just about her <laughs> and then what right when you realize that actually all these people are just normal people with a incredible athletic talent what's what's that moment like uh I think it's quite cool to know okay like they're just a normal person um kind of anyone can do this really anyone can do this but like I can do this too I am just a normal person so uh yeah I think that's pretty cool but also sometimes it like damages like the heroic kind of vision you have of them I've never actually met Jessica Ennis so I've still got like you know that she's like my my hero my childhood hero uh so yeah, yeah. but sometimes not... it's best not to meet your heroes right I'd agree with that actually <laughs> yeah but in terms of triathlon like it was cool to see that like uh they're just having normal lives around triathlon as well so mm. yeah it's pretty cool and yeah we've touched on uh Paris next year I guess one other big question would be yeah what what would you love to achieve in the sport oh I know it's a rubbish question I think I'll state the obvious that I'd love to kind of get an Olympic medal um maybe that's not obvious but it's my kind of obvious answer uh and then I kind of want to finish my career not having kind of any regrets I want to race as much as I can because I know I won't be able to race one day and I love racing ultimately like I'm so competitive I love just kind of kind of letting that out in races and I think that's possibly why I get a bit of a slap on the wrist for doing too many races sometimes (laughs) but I just want to take all the opportunities I get given you know and like sport has a, a short timeline and I just want to finish my career knowing that I had a great time, did loads of races, went to some amazing places, met some amazing people and have a load of friends at the end of it. That would be kind of the ultimate goal, just to like feel like, you know, I really, I did it all. <laughs> and as as Paulo sat you down and said, Kate, come on, we're going to have to um, maybe slim down the, the race schedule a little bit this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, he's he's really good to talk to actually because he he's good at like kind of putting he'll express his maybe opinion and then 
he puts the ball back in your court and very much leads you to make the decisions you make um which i think is important you feel like you have the control but with like contribution um so yeah i think that's important we haven't actually discussed the whole year yet we just kind of discussed the first couple of months um so he hasn't heard my big summer plan yet <laughs> do we want to know what that is yet or no <laughs> no it's not no. actually that big <laughs> okay <laughs> but yeah it's it's going to be a busy summer it's a pretty packed race calendar this year um the super league which is like pretty difficult timing but i'd really like to kind of fit that in um along with paris qualification which is which i want to be fit for so yeah it's just trying to like juggle all of that and then you have like french grand prix and bundesliga's chucked in there um so yeah there's a lot going on there's a lot of opportunities so I guess I do have to be pretty selective with what I do decide to do. But yeah, I'd also like to do the races that I feel like I want to as well, whether that's like a French Grand Prix because I enjoy spending the weekend with my team and um, yeah, things like that. And if you would uh, go back and tell eight-year-old Kate in her first triathlon, what, what would you say to eight-year-old Kate now about to do her first one? I think I just tell her to go for it, just enjoy it, go all in. Show Get that competitive spirit out. <laughs> yeah, just go beat the boys. Yeah, I mean, I did. I mean, at that age as well, like there's um the levels are a lot closer, aren't they? And I was determined to beat some of the boys in that race. I remember. And you did, right? I'm not sure because I did blow up on the run. I oh. went too hard on the bike. I'm still learning that. <laughs> oh. I'm still learning not to go too hard on the bike. I get too excited. One Wait, day it'll I... pay off. <laughs> it will. Well, surely it already has paid off. Uh, it it did. It did most recently. Yeah. So it will. It will continue to pay off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kate, thank you so much for having a chat. It's been great fun. Yeah. Thank you so much, Helen. Team Lovely. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Inside Try Show. If you want to get in touch or get a little bit more information on anything, then reach out to Helen on Instagram or Twitter at Inside Try Show. Do keep me posted with what you are up to. Helen Jenkins and I had a really, really good chat the other week covering all the bases when it comes to doing your first triathlon or if you're new to triathlon. She's such a good egg. And I was asking her loads and loads of questions, like questions that you might think are really, really obvious. And questions that you might think, if you're new to it all, oh, I'm going to look silly if I ask that. Well, I asked all of those questions, no silly questions at all. So if you know someone who is going to be doing their first triathlon this year, maybe you're feeling a bit rusty yourself, maybe you're stepping up from sprint to Olympic, or if you're just really new to it all, then keep your eyes peeled for that episode with Helen Jenkins. This weekend, I am going to be running a half marathon with my dear friend and listener to this podcast, actually, Sarah. So I'm very much looking forward to that. It's the Shropshire 80k festival. We're not doing the 80k. We're doing the half marathon. Uh, and yeah, I'm going to be doing it with her. And then otherwise, I've just been working a few Mondays again. So life's been a little bit mad, to be honest. Little time to do podcast stuff. So I've had to be very, very organised indeed. Um, yeah, and it gets, gets to that point of feeling quite I don't know, stressed. Am I going to be able to get everything done? But anyway, 
we're doing it. <laughs> it's it's all good. Now, if you like what I do and you want to support the podcast, you can just head over to patreon.com forward slash inside try show. Do not forget, you can get 20% off at otesports.co.uk, award-winning nutrition. They fuel Lucy Byram, last week's guest, the Brownie Brothers, Georgia Taylor-Brown. So you can get stocked up for the season with the code InsideTry20. That's Inside-Try-20. There are links in the show notes, so go there. And for all of the discounts and things, just make sure that you're signed up. I send out a bi-weekly newsletter you can find it at insidetryshow.com forward slash links. So this week's episode has been sponsored by Form Swim to help keep you motivated as you swim. For a 15% discount, you can head over to formswim.com forward slash pages forward slash inside try show. That is it for another week. So thank you very much for listening. Happy training, happy racing, and we will catch up again very soon. Podcast Network.